Welcome to Momentum Church. My name is Pastor Brantley. I am the executive pastor here at Momentum Church. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Um, and I, I want to start out the morning by just giving, uh, we got a lot of uh, soon-to-be parents. I want to give you a piece of advice. Uh, your house is never going to be the same. Just get, just get okay with that for a little, at least a period of time. All right. I, 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 so, and I, you know, Hannah and I have already worked through our differences whenever we were uh, younger, married. Um, whenever we first had our, our uh, first child, I thought that something was wrong with her and that she just couldn't keep up like with taking care of the house. I'm like, what, what's wrong with you? All right. Okay. So if you're a newlywed, there's your first tip. Don't be an idiot. Um, <laughs> and uh, then I, I got into sales and I uh, started going in-home sales and I started going to all these other people's houses that had um, these small children and I started noticing, oh, all of your homes are jacked up. <laughs> I was like, it's not a problem with my wife, it's a problem with the kid. <laughs> if you got rid of those, I mean, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, let me see if this rings a bell for anybody in here with children already. So at my house, uh, you know, we might spend the morning cleaning up, you know, spend an hour or so, like really making sure everything looks good. It's, you know, we got the kitchen looking right, the dining room, living room, everything's looking spotless. And I'll leave, I'll go outside and uh, I'll come back maybe 30 minutes later. uh, And now all of a sudden my oldest is at the dining room table recreating some experiment that he found on YouTube, which naturally requires all of the tools that are in my shop. Um, in the kitchen, my daughter is making cookies and naturally she has to have two flower stations. And my youngest has every ball that he could possibly find in the living room with all of his Nerf guns so that he could shoot them or hit them with swords that he has all over the place. And I come back in and I'm like, ha! Why? What, what is wrong with you? Like. We just spent all this time cleaning up. I kind of feel like that's how God was, like after week one, you know. (laughs) He shows back up in the garden. He's like, ah, what did you do? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Okay, so as a parent, as a parent, what would you do in that situation? If the kid looked back at you and was like, what's your fault? You made me this way. Right, you find kid-shaped holes in the walls at that point, right? Hmm. That's kind of what we do to God, though, right? Um, you know, whenever bad things happen, uh, we're kind of like, God, what, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you create this whole place better, right? And the, the question of the morning that uh, I want to be able to answer with you guys is, um, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? Um, most of you that know uh, me and my family, you know that uh, over the last year, my wife has dealt with all kinds of different cancer issues, and um, about two months ago, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor that uh, had left her pretty immobile and just all kinds of stuff. You know, over the last over a year, it's been diagnoses that we didn't want, um, you know, scans that we prayed would be clear that weren't clear whenever we got the results, and, you know, just all kinds of different things, and, you know, praise God at this point, um, she is getting stronger. She is getting healthier. Um, you know, in Jesus' name, yeah, thank you. Amen. 
You know, there, uh, you know, we went to a place called Hope for Cancer. There is hope for cancer. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it was where we felt like the Lord had led us and he partners with his creation in the midst of our pain and tragedy, in the midst of our suffering. He chooses to partner with us. Um, sometimes that's in the form of an immediate miracle. Sometimes that's in, a, in the form of a gradual miracle. But you know what? Right now, I'm just praising God that, that she is on path moving back into health. Um, but I mean, even, yeah, praise God. But even, even this week, um, you know, we spent several days in the hospital dealing with different things. That's um, that my sermons I normally have really polished, and I, I, I go through them a lot. This week, I didn't have the, the chance to. There's not going to be any scriptures on the screen this morning. I didn't have time to make slides. Um, you know, but the, the, the Lord wants to answer a question, and it's why do bad things happen to good people? And more specifically, my youngest son, who's nine now, two years ago, he asked me this question, and I didn't have a good answer for him, at least not one that I felt comfortable with. Um, he, he said, you know, to, to kind of modify that. If the Lord knew that bad things were going to happen to good people, why didn't he just create everything different to where they didn't have to happen? That's a question that, as a parent, you need to be able to answer for your children. As a human being dealing with other Christians who have doubts and fears and struggles, you need to be able to answer this for your, for, for your friends and family. And that's what I want to be able to tackle. And now, we got to keep in mind, right, as we look at that question just in general, why do bad things happen to good people? There's a lot of different reasons why bad things happen on this earth. Sometimes they involve mistakes on our part. And mistakes here on this earth have very real spiritual consequences, and we got to be okay with that. we got to understand that. But for the sake of argument today, we're going to assume, right, that, that the good person that we're talking about hasn't made any kind of mistakes, and that it's just a bad thing that happened to a good person, okay? Now, as we look at that, though, I want to go to Genesis uh, chapter 3, verse 17. And we're not going to look at even the entire uh, verse there. We're going to look at just a piece of the verse where I think that we can find um, some, some good answers here. So, cursed is the ground because of you. Uh, this is after Adam and Eve took a bite of the fruit uh, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were instructed, do not eat of the, of the tree of the uh, knowledge of good and evil. They were instructed, don't do it. Well, they took a bite anyway. Now God is talking with them. And he's explaining some stuff to them. He said, cursed is the ground because of you. In toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. Now, first question. If we want to understand why bad things happen to good people, the first question that we have to ask, all right, as we look at this idea, cursed is the ground because of you, a lot of people like to read this scripture and sort of imply God said, or, or God did it, all right? God said, now, cursed is the ground because of you. Like, God, God did this. God placed the curse, okay? Does that make sense? That's how a lot of us will read that. I'm going to get rid of said because I think that that clouds it up, all right? Like I said, I... Look, this, this, this is just happening with you guys right now, all right? Look, God did not place a curse on the earth, okay? And, and that's an important question for us to kind of ponder here. All right, here, here you go. Question number one. Is God good? All right, next time I ask a question like that, answer that one internally. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. Is God good? All right, so this is a rhetorical question. It's not really rhetorical because you do need to answer it for yourself, okay? A lot of people will say yes 
to this, but you don't actually believe it. Okay, and I'm not, I, look, I am not condemning you, because this is, this is something I've had to wrestle with. I've said God is good for a really long time, and can I be honest, half of the time I meant it. Half of the time. But you got to be able to answer this question for yourself 100% of the time. 100% of the time, because it's going to reframe the way you see everything in life. If you're not sure if God is good, then God might have cursed the ground. When you're in a moment of, of emotional distress, when you're in the moment of tragedy because someone that you love just died, God might have cursed the ground. God might have cursed your relative. He might have cursed your situation. Maybe. That's a question you've got to have answered way sooner than that. Is God good? That we got to know, because here's the thing. So what is actually happening here? God created the heavens and the earth. He set up everything, and he set up the, the, the way that everything would operate. He set up the rules to the game, if you will. And he said, look, this is how everything's going to work. Okay, now, you have to operate within the way that the world works. Since you chose not to, Adam, you cursed the ground. God didn't curse the ground. Adam, you cursed the ground. You brought the tragedy in. But you can't come to that conclusion if you have the lens that God might actually want you to suffer and die. You can't view it that way. You can't understand it if you think God might actually enjoy you being sick. That's why you got to know, is God actually good? And my wife, through all of this, she keeps, um, she keeps saying, and, and if you've been in church for a long time, you're going to, I want you to say this with me, right? God is good and all the time. She keeps saying it over and over and over again. I'm like, babe, how you doing? God is good all the time. Let's watch this message from my wife. All right, my love. You're looking over here, by the way. Thanks. Um, so out of everything that you've been through in the last few years and specifically the last couple of months where um, brain tumor uh, has hurt you um, to the point where you're not very mobile, you've lost a lot of abilities, You've had time after time over the last year, especially where we thought things were going to go one way um, and they didn't. Um, how one, one of the things that you continue to say and have continued to say all throughout this is God is good all the time. Why do you continue to say that? Because he is and I know him to be good. I, I have studied who his character is throughout all these years, throughout my last four years. And I've studied who he is and who he's, <clears throat> I've studied who he is and who he, who I am in him. And because of that, I've been able to know who he is and rely on him, rely on his character 
rely on who he is as a person and who I am in him and through him. One of the things that you had said to me the other day was um, that you knew who he was before this started um, and that you had some advice for people. Yeah, I would say um, that you definitely need to be in the word. You need to know who he is before crisis happens and being able to know who um, who the father is and find out about him before you really need to know him, who he is. Yeah, that's good. Who do you know him to be? Who do I know to be? Um, well, I know, I know him to be loving and kind and he's good. You know, like I said, he's good all the time. Um, he's loving, he's kind, he's good, all, all the above. What do you think about what you're going through compared to who he is? Um, I don't think it makes him happy. I don't think that he likes what, what we're going through. Why, why he's allowing it, I don't know. I wish I knew. I wish I had an answer, um, but I don't. And the only answer that I know is that he's good. That's good. Um, if you had advice for people um, going through hard times right now, what would you advise them? I would advise them to um, to not give up hope, to not um, not be discouraged. You know that it's hard. I mean, it's easier said than done, definitely. Um, but to just keep knowing who God is and, um, yeah, I would just keep, keep on with your relationship with him. That's good. Is there anything that you haven't said that you'd like to make sure that you say? Mm, I don't think so. Um, no. So there's a scripture that, um, you've been holding on to. All right. Um, which I've learned this for years, and um, it's in First Corinthians, and it talks about not letting the wisdom of, or not letting your faith rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. And I just think that is so cool that we can let our faith rest in knowing who He is, knowing in in His faith, that we can let our faith rest there. Yeah, and one final thing that you had said um, was about, w with regards to that, um, was just about, uh, he's the sustainer of your days. And Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's no doctor. I, I love doctors, they're great. <laughs> they have a lot of wisdom, right? We'll go back to that person of wisdom, but they can't determine and they can't decide how many days you have been given. And only God is the sustainer of your days. And only he determines how many days you have here on this earth. That's good. And then do you think that maybe you could pray for everybody? Yeah. Um, dear God, I just thank you for all the people that are listening to this. For all the people that are hearing my voice, they would 
um, that they were just to know you, that they would come to know you on a deeper, more intimate level, and that they would know who you are, and that they would um, just want to be closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Yeah, I get to be married to that one. And uh, yeah, that was the day that we came home from the hospital. I, you know, I didn't share this in the first service, but I feel like it's, it's important um, for you guys to know. Like, that was the day we came from, home from the hospital that night after being there for several days. Um, and I was just talking with her after all of the things that we had been experiencing. I said, babe, this message has to get out. Somebody... Multiple people need to hear this message because the Lord wants to use it for something, and the enemy is trying to prevent it from getting out. And she's like, well, can we do this tomorrow? And I said, no, we can't do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it right now on my phone. And she's like, but I want to put on makeup, and I want to do all the things. I was like, I understand. I was like, but here's the thing. And we can shoot this again if you want to shoot it again. But the enemy is going to try to prevent this from getting out. It's a message that people need to hear and absorb into their lives. And so we're going to record it tonight, right now, on my phone. It's not going to be produced. It just is what it is. And then we recorded it. I immediately sent it to Pastor Ross and Pastor Corey, and I said, no matter what happens between now and Sunday, can't let the enemy win this one. The enemy's not going to win it. That message got out in Jesus' name. Yeah. <clears throat> Is God actually good? You have to know it for yourself. And I'll tell you, I have dealt with many nights going, God, are you good? Is this really what you want? And I had to come to a place. I feel like it's a place that Maybe God, God didn't orchestrate all of this so that I could get to this place, but he darn well is going to use it. And I had to get to a place where I had to say, Lord, even if you take her, you're still good. Can you get to that place where you can say, no matter what happens, you're still good? That's the level that you have to believe it before you can move on to understanding if God is good in all the different areas of your life. He's got to be good in every area or you shouldn't believe in him. And he is. And here's what's interesting as we move on to this next piece. Once you, once you understand that God is good, then we move on. It says, in toil, you will eat of the ground. But what's, what's crazy about this to me is actually this word, you. Because if you look at the Hebrew, that word you is not there. We imply it, but that word you is not there. If we look at the rest of Scripture and how God conducts himself, immediately after this, the first thing that he does after explaining everything is he makes garments of skin for them. He says, look, you were supposed to be perfect and naked and not worried about nothing, but now you are afraid of whatever's going on and you're embarrassed. And so here's what I'm going to do. You weren't supposed to walk in tragedy. You weren't supposed to walk in darkness. You weren't supposed to walk in shame. You weren't supposed to walk in depression, but we're here now. 
And it's not just you that has to eat from this garden. I'm going to eat from it too. And God says, I'm not going to separate myself from you. I'm not going to cut everything off, destroy everything, and rebuild it from scratch. You're worth it for me to step into the garden with you. In toil, we will eat from it. I think that's a good, I think that's a good translation. And you can figure it out for yourself. I'm just telling you what I believe after reading through it. I believe a good translation is that God says, look, you did this, but we're going to work together. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. I'm sorry, it's uh, 13. 13, verse 24. Jesus presented another parable to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. Now, if you don't know what a tare is, it's, it's a plant that looks very similar to wheat, but it is useless. Um, and it can choke out uh, the, the wheat that is supposed to be there, it looks similar until it gets to a certain point in its production. All right, so that's what a tear is. <clears throat> when, the sp- when the wheat sprouted and bore grain, then the tares became evident also. The slaves of the landowner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? God, didn't you do this perfectly? Why is all this bad stuff happening? Couldn't you have done better, God? If you're all-powerful, if you're all-knowing, why you let all the bad stuff happen? And he said to them, and this is important, I want you to underline this if you underline in your Bible. An enemy has done this. That's important. That's, that's a game changer for you to understand. It wasn't that God wanted this to happen. That's not, that's not it. An enemy did this. You want to know where the source of tragedy and pain comes from? It's not God. So the slave said to him, well, do you want us to then to go and gather them up? Get, get rid of all the evil? Do you want us to go do that? He said, but, but he said, no. For while you're gathering up the tares, you may uproot the wheat with them. When you're trying to get rid of all the evil, you may accidentally pull out the good stuff that we want. And then we don't have that either. Allow both to grow together until, everybody say until, until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather up the tares. Bind them in bundles to burn them up. Gather the wheat into my barn. So I, I love working in my yard. I, I, love, I love working on a nice green yard. I, it makes me very happy. And I, I haven't had a whole lot of time this spring to work in it, but every spring, every fall, I, I do the whole aerating and planting seed and fertilizing and all of that. And then um, I, I'll go out every like 30 minutes and I'll be looking at it like, all right, is it growing yet? You know, cause I'm real impatient. And 
So, uh, and then I'll do something that, you know, I know freaks my neighbors out. Um, I bend down, I touch the ground, and because we have dominion over the ground, over the earth, you know, and um, so I, 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 I touch the ground and I say, Lord, in Jesus' name, I bless this earth. I bless it, and I command this grass to grow well. I bless it, be fruitful, multiply, and be a, and, and I want this to be a good place for the animals and everything else, and it's going to be beautiful in Jesus' name because I actually believe what the Bible says. <clears throat> yeah, I like the amen corner. You keep on. I'm, I'm good with this. Yeah, but there's this period of time whenever you're growing grass, that weeds sprout up as well. It's just part of the grass growing process. Weeds grow up. And, and there's this period of time where you cannot kill off the weeds because if you try to kill the weeds off, you're going to kill the grass that you're trying to grow. All right, so this is the parable of the wheat and the tares. There's a period of time where stuff is going to grow right alongside of the stuff that you want that you can't touch for a period of time. But there will come a time whenever the harvest is ripe and then you go and you start to gather up all of the things in this life that you didn't want so that you can have the things that you do want. There is a period of time where illness and sickness and sadness and chaos will be on this earth because it has to be. Why does it have to be? Because because God is growing up a harvest that he wants to reap. Why would he deal with sin and sadness and tragedy and not just get rid of it? Because he wants you. And he, look, the all-knowing God said, this is the only way that I get you. If I could do it another way, I would. But I've got to be okay with you crying. i got to be okay with your doubts. i got to be okay with your fears. Because at the end of the day, for all eternity, I want you. And this is the only way to get to you. And you ask, well, well couldn't he just make us, couldn't he make, it, make a, a place without evil and sin anyway? Here's the, here's the thing. You have to have the option to choose not to love God. Because if you didn't have the option to not love him, then it wouldn't actually be love. You would not make a choice. You would just be a robot that was created. And so God wants to have you with him so that you can love him and he can love you for all time. And, and I believe that the Lord's message, whenever you have that question of, God, why are we going through this? He says, look, I just want to remind you of one sentence in toil. We will eat of it together. It was the only way to you. You can't get to that point, though, if you don't know that God is good. What filter are you, are you reading Scripture through? What filter are you looking at your life through? Mm. Last thing here is, says all the days of your life. All the days of your life. 
We've got to understand something. If we, if we understand the answer, right, understanding the answer does nothing for us if we do nothing with it, okay? <clears throat> All the days of your life, this is short-term. Short-term pain, long-term gain. If we can come to the realization that God actually is good and we believe it with everything that's inside of us, and we understand that the reason that we are here, the reason why pain even exists is so that he can get you. That means that he's also trying to get your neighbor. He's also trying to get your mom, maybe. He's trying to get your grandparents. He's trying to get your children. He's trying to get the weird person working at Walmart. Y'all, I go to Walmart way too much. It's like a minute and a half from my house, and I'm like, it's free time. But whenever you understand that, you understand that we're here for a purpose. You know, the word that, the word that has been brought to me, to my mind, through all of this is that we've been enlisted. For our military friends, you know, you know what that means. It's, we've been enlisted for this mission. Um, the mission is, is, hey, the Lord has a harvest that he wants. He has people that he wants to love him and that he wants to love. And if that's the case, we deal with the short-term pain, understanding we are enlisted for a period of time. It's a period of time. While we're on this earth, while we're on this planet, we have a mission to accomplish. We don't get to question who's given us the orders. If you believe it, you don't question the orders. If you understand it, you don't question the orders. You deal with the pain because you know I am enlisted for a short time here. And the Lord has a greater mission, a greater purpose, a greater multitude of people that he wants to reach. He has more people that he wants to show love to. And that means that we have to go out and show love without expecting anything in return. Other than we're here for a purpose and that's to love people until they eventually love God. You know, that's hard for me sometimes, you know. I, free tip for you, if you go to Subway and you're real nice to the people that work there, they give you extra. <laughs> the realization that I have to have is, is that if I actually believe all this stuff, and I've got to love people like I'm getting benefit from them even though I, I will never get benefit from them. Does that make sense? I think, I think the mandate on every person in this room is to teach your children, or if you don't have children, your friends, your family, to go and love people like you were getting some kind of benefit from them. 
even though you're not going to get benefit from them. That's why I, whenever I am in Walmart almost daily, I see these different people and I'm like, Tobias, how you doing today? I'm not going to get nothing from him. Valentin, it's good to see you. Miss Patricia, how are you today? <laughs> you don't work at Walmart though. Uh, yeah. But I, I go out of my way and my kids will make fun of me at times. They're like, hey, you act like you're best friends with these people. Like, I told, my, I told my youngest, he said, why do you always call them by their name? I said, because it matters. Yeah. It matters. And to them, I mean, if you've ever worked retail for a long period of time, you know, man, people can be mean. The days can be terrible. And, and can I tell you that the, one of the simplest ways that you can show somebody that you care about them and expect nothing in return, just call them by their name. And I think that for Mother's Day, the biggest thing that we can pass on beyond this question of why do bad things happen to good people? I, help, help, help people work through this. But I think that the big thing that we could pass on to the next generation is love people like you're going to get a benefit from him, even though you won't. And when we do that, we engage in the mission of God. And we can take what seems like Tragedy is so pointless. Suffering can seem so pointless. And we could take something that seems so pointless and engage with a mission that has eternal consequences, that has eternal ramifications. Understanding that what we're going through is short-term pain for long-term gain. And I know at some point my Lord Jesus is going to say, good job. You're done. Come on home. That could be tomorrow for me. I could be 85. But whatever it is, whether it's 85 years or 30 years or 10 years, we're here for a short time to accomplish the purpose that a really good God has for us because he wants you and he wants the people that you know to love him and for him to love them let's pray God thank you so much Lord I thank you Lord for being good to us when we don't deserve it Jesus, you didn't escape this earth without suffering, and we won't either. But God, I believe that you will step into the pain with us because you're a good God that genuinely cares about us. You want the best for us, Lord. But I, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name that you could help us be okay with the mission. Knowing full well what that might mean. But Lord, it's short-term pain for long-term gain. 
Bless us today, Lord, with your presence, God. I pray that your name would be near to all of us, God. I don't know who it's for, but I just keep hearing the words, be healed. I pray that it's for my wife, but even if it's not, I pray it for you. The Lord is good. I hear the words, be healed. If that's for you, I just want you to receive it in Jesus' name. Be healed. And then I want you to celebrate like crazy when you realize you were. You celebrate and let us celebrate with you. Be healed in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord, for being good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.